Mango's Caribbean Restaurant. Open daily from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. And on Friday and Saturday, we're open till 4 a.m. Come to Mango's and put some spice in your life. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock. In downtown Atlanta. For more info or directions, call 404-698-3992. Or log on to mangoscaribbeanrestaurant.com. For instant coupons, text M-A-N-G-O-S to 313131. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant. Authentic Caribbean cuisine. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slow Burn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website, www.slowburnwaco.com. That's www.slowburnwaco.com. The human voice has always connected audiences with experiences. Major brands all across America have trusted Kevers Voice time and time again. Conversational, powerhouse, intelligent, and sincere. That's the voice you need for your creative marketing process. K-E-A-V-E-R-S-V-O-I-C-E dot com. Kevers Voice, Kevers Voice, KeversVoice.com. Always on, all the time. Shop Melvin Online Women's Boutique to spice up your closet with trendy, unique looks. We have fashionable and chic looks at very affordable prices. Melvin Boutique offers free shipping all year long on all orders. Shop online at www.melvetboutique.com. That's www.melvetboutique.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. Shop Melvin Online Women's Boutique. It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride and Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids' apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCU Pride Joy on Facebook and Twitter. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slow Burn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website, www.slowburnwaco.com. That's www.slowburnwaco.com.
yeah. I love my HBCU. And boy, I love it, love it. I love it, love it. I love my HBCU. And man, I hope my team they won one. I hope my team they won one. Yeah, man. I hope my team they won one. I hope my team they won one. I tune into the HBCU Sports Lab to see if my team won a loss. If they lost, I'm quiet as a mouth. But if they won, she tab. Uh, I'ma do the dab, yeah. Dr. Cavill, he know what he be talking about. Mike and Charles, they know what they be talking about. They compress the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they won a loss. And who the ball? So listen to Professor Yessa yes, and pay attention because he's going to teach a lesson. This is Dr. Bill with Inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. Mike Washington is out on assignment, still out on assignment. I think he said he's taking a deeper dive in life's occurrences and things of that nature. Something, I don't know. He was giving a lot of his stuff out. It's like, okay, Mike, all right. <laughs> Just send me your notification. We'll put it in your adjunct review box. <laughs> make sure you get it signed by the provost, Mike. Just just to make sure you got your uh, covered. <laughs> <laughs> These lead forms, man. I got so many different lead forms. I don't even my head's Well, we kid because we care. Welcome to episode 351 inside the HBC Sports Lab radio show and podcast. The show that's covering the sporting HBC dashboard. All things HBCU sports for institutions large and small, from the NAIA to the NCAA. We share insights and information on the HBCU sports culture, HBCU athletic aesthetics to facilitate the story of HBCU athletic programs in the business of HBCU sports. I'm your host, Dr. Yadikavilla, along with my co-hosts. Today is Charles Bishop and A.D. Drew. We're filming from our home studios and sending a signal live to KCOH 1230 AM studios with the Texas Radio Hall of Famer, multi-Hall of Famer, that's Ralph Cooper. Had a chance to have lunch with him early today. He's doing well. And that is in the beautiful home of Texas Southern University from Houston, uh, Texas. With that being said, uh, had a chance to see somebody point out Lloyd Wells and, and got in that discussion. And I was like, uh, Ralph Cooper, you need to go on. I, I hit him on Twitter so he could get linked. I said, you need to give us Folks had some information on Lloyd Wells. And I was like, you know, I tried to wow. drop a dime and stuff like that. I thought it was fascinating with all things going around. Uh, just when it's you amazing. think, exactly, just when you think uh, the football, HBCU football gets a downturn or we get a little chance to breathe before we can get into it. I think uh, we're hearing some announcements coming out of that. We'll take the second half of the show, or at least the second uh, segment to get a little more into that. But before I even ask you all how you're doing, I'd be remiss if I didn't take a moment of silence. Tragic uh, to hear this happening right after Christmas. Livingston College is deeply saddened by the passing of one of its own. Uh, college athlete Eric Henderson, a member of the Livingston College uh, men's basketball team, died tragically in a car accident on December 22nd, uh, just this past weekend. Um, if you would, Mr. Henderson was a sophomore. Uh, on the college basketball team, Livingston College basketball team, but a freshman on the basketball team where he played in a small forward position. He was an honor student and lived in the Honors Residence Hall, native of Virginia Beach, Virginia. He was committed to the team and to Livingston College. He wanted to be a Livingston College. He took pride in being a Blue Bear, says James Stinson, Livingston's uh, men's basketball head coach. Quote, 
he will he was willing to sacrifice to make sure everyone else was okay. He was the ultimate college student athlete, as he says, end quote. Um, obviously, the president, Dr. Anthony J. Davis said, quote, our thoughts and comfort and peace during the difficult time is extended to Eric's family, friends, teammates, and college athletes, end quote, uh, was stated by the president. Sad news, uh, let's give a moment of silence. Uh, for Livingston Blue Bears as they have lost Eric Henderson. With that being said, um, I hope you all are coming off a much better weekend in terms of having a chance to spend some time with your family. Holidays, obviously we're in the Kwanzaa, second day of Kwanzaa. Get a chance to uh, talk about that a little bit as well. Uh, for all those that celebrate Kwanzaa, I want to make sure uh, we get into that. But before I do that, I'd be remiss if I didn't say, Charles, Bishop, how are you doing today? Doing well, Dr. Bill. It's finally uh, not as cold as it's been the past few days to get out on the golf course today. So had an opportunity to really enjoy myself sunning on the golf course, if you will. So had a blast doing that. <laughs> <laughs> you took a day off to do some golf. Um, you don't oh, have to take days we'll be, off to do golf with you. Hey, we'll be taking multiple days, multiple days if I can. Hey, <laughs> uh, D. Drew, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm, I'm doing fine, my brother. I'm doing fine. Uh, happy Kujachia. Kujalia. Yep. Which is self-determination, which is day two of Kwanzaa. And I am self-determined to not only make myself a better person, but to spread that throughout this network and to make this network a better network. So happy Kwanzaa to everybody. Yeah, I was going to talk about Charles and his self-determination. He's, he's self-determined to get some, <laughs> he, he's, he's self-determined to keep the ball in the fairway. Yes, yes. I was going to self-determine this 83 today. <laughs> Uh, Kwanzaa. Um, I, I actually had a chance to start and light the candles yesterday as as we started things off uh, with my son. It's always a pleasure to go through that. And today, day two, um, as he came back, uh, got a chance to get him out of the house, get him off the laptop and things of that nature. So he went to the uh, Kid Adventures Day here to get a little day in there. So uh, that was big in terms of that. And so we'll follow up to this evening and get it going after the show. But with that said, um want to get into it. Charles, I, I was really wanting to get in a little bit of, of your thoughts of this nature. It's like, you know, everybody was fascinating with the announcement, um, obviously with Coach Prime after the game. But people started focusing on all the folks that were hitting the portal. Then last week mm -hmm. as we left, we got the reports. Uh, with the top 10 rankings, and that was early on because early signing mm -hmm. day was at Wednesday. You got them out Thursday, and they already had it ranked. Uh, you had Jackson State 1, FAMU 2. Uh, six of the teams, top teams, were from the SWAC. Uh, you had two out of Demiak and two independents, if you would, in terms of that top 10 list, Jackson State being right there at number one, FAMU over there at number two. A lot of focus was on those two, two programs, Coach Willie Simmons, we descend to the top, you know, uh, 
people are fascinating in a lot of ways, just what Jackson State was able to do. And then you get over Christmas holidays of this weekend. You get some good signers pre-holiday, Christmas Eve. A couple of guys, big-time signees uh, in terms of joining on and becoming a member of the, uh, Jackson State. And then you had on Christmas a lot of folks that were in the portal coming back. And I was fascinated to see in a lot of ways just the culture, as I would kind of call it, particularly for Jackson State, is how many uh, guys that would either have already made the decision to come back Oh, we're starting to make the decision to come back the way they really were talking about um, coming back to Jackson State. And then you just seem to have a drove of multiple folks saying, hey, I'm back. I'm in the phone. Unfinished business. Uh, welcome home, uh, as people are saying. Uh, people's good to be home players. And I was just fascinating to see what were your thoughts uh, when this was taking place, uh, how it looked. I think early on you said uh, that you would think a lot of them you know, after they kind of went through it, would actually stay, especially if T.C. Taylor was named the coach. Yeah. Uh, Ralph Cooper had an interview with the young man coming out of uh, Houston, Greater Houston High School on the show last night. So if you Google up uh, on YouTube, not YouTube, I'm sorry, uh, but on Facebook, you can type in Ralph Cooper uh, with mm -hmm. his show on 1230 AM that was syndicated. You can hear that interview, great interview. And he talked about the fact that he was excited. TC had jumped on him early, stuck with him, and uh, he was ready to go to Jackson State. Besides that young man and some others, just talk about how that took place for you. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, it underscores what uh, what TC was talking about uh, just last week on this program, where uh, you have to re-recruit your own players. And I thought for the continuity of this program, uh, I said it, you know, the TC was the right man for the job. I mean, he is a very well-respected figure uh, within this Jackson State community, very well-respected coach on this staff. And for the continuity of what they have going on at Jackson State, I thought it was essential uh, that, that TC Taylor would, would be the man to take the helm of this Jackson State job. And when we talk about this Jackson State culture in general, uh, we're talking about, and I've said this before, this is a very unique fan base. Uh, they don't take a, a second fiddle to uh, the other programs within the state. You know, there is, you're not going to be a Jackson State fan and a Mississippi State fan, Jackson State fan and Ole Miss fan. So you've seen all that kind of galvanized, especially on social media, because uh, this Jackson State fan base, they have taken an active part, I believe, in in trying to re-recruit a lot of these players on on this football team. So you see a lot of that love being reciprocated back and forth. So I, I think it's, it's, it's been a tremendous to see, you know, how your an engaged fan base really uh, takes on a life of its own and really uh, does their part, if you will, to try to keep players on the roster. Great comments. I want to go to you, Eddie Drew, but I wanted to go to the other side, the other force in the Eastern Division. Coach Willie Simmons, fam, you, they've been very active and engaged on the social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram mainly, uh, between Twitter and Instagram in terms of what they're able to do. Sign a lot of players, keeping some Florida boys at home, as people would say, knows a lot of talent there. In terms of your thought, um, how have you thought that FAMU has done in terms of making sure players stay at home, uh, that not even necessarily getting in the bubble, but still finding a way to recruit and then recruiting at a high level, particularly for this early signing. Well, you got to give Coach Willie Simmons and the staff down there at Florida A&M 
they're doing props because despite what everybody else is doing, one thing you do not see at Florida A&M is people entering the portal from Florida A&M. You see a lot of people going to Florida A&M. But you, you, matter of fact, in the three years that the portal has been hot, we've just had our first player leave and enter the portal. And I believe that was a grad transfer that actually entered into the portal. So despite all the dysfunction that everything else is going that has gone on at Florida A&M University, the players themselves is, must love the culture down there in Tallahassee in, in the highest of Seven Hills and have decided once they get in there and taste that Florida A&M culture that they have stayed in there. So I, not only do I give Coach Simmons and his staff props, but everybody else, their props there at Florida A&M, despite the dysfunction that we have had in the athletic department. And just, just a little comment on Jackson State. You know, the one thing that it's almost a shame to be as an HBCU grad is to see those those great freshmen that you guys had down there, Charles, with uh, Kevin Coleman and uh, Travis Hunter and some of the mm -hmm. other talented freshmen that you have, not really staying to really embrace the HBCU culture uh, there at Jack State and any HBCU because we saw where two years of it did old Shadur and Shiloh, you know, I know they had they had to follow dad, but I really don't think if they had their choice, if it wasn't dad, they would have probably stayed there. That's just a gut feeling that I have. You could probably talk on that a little bit more, but it's something about when you get deeply immersed in this HBCU culture. Why the heck do you think some of us spend five years or six years getting our undergrad degree? We get too immersed <laughs> in the culture, but there's something about that culture that does it to you, man. Well, one thing I will say, and, 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 you know, I'm a, I'm a player's person. I, I'm, I believe in free movement. So, I mean, if I think every player has to kind of take a look at, what is the best situation for them? Uh, would we have loved to have kept them within this culture? Of course. I mean, no doubt about it. But I, I think, you know, uh, whatever their uh, their, their uh, inner circle feels is the best thing for uh, that player, you you have to allow for that to happen. And you have to allow for uh, the transfer portal is what it is. It swings both ways. You get uh, players coming in, and there will be cases where players will leave. That is just the way college athletics is, college football business is nowadays. So it, it, it's, it really is not something that bothers me uh, where it overextends, you know, my fandom within my team. I still love Jackson State dearly. Uh, those guys just made the decision that, that they thought was best for me. Okay, one last comment, Doc, before we uh, transition off this topic. One thing that I have noticed, and having done the case study, maybe a good case study for somebody to do, but the HBCU athletes, tend to transfer among other HBCUs because because of that culture. It's not a, a great percentage of them when I when I just looking at it on the surface. I may be wrong, but looking at it on the surface, it's not a great percentage of them that transfer from an HBCU to an HWCU. It seems like a lot of them transfer HBCU to HBCU and maybe it's something about that atmosphere and what they find on their campus. They look for that family feeling on another HBCU's campus. Just, just a uh, hypothesis. I may be wrong. 
Yeah, I think that's interesting to look at that, to see that, because you've seen, at least over the last couple of years and before that, even if folks were transfer, transferring from FCS to Division II, they tend to transfer within the HBCU family. Uh, this year we and last year we've seen uh, transfers from the MEAC to the SWAC. I think you've seen a transfer from MEAC to, you know, uh, within that conference. Um, so Morgan State, Delaware State to Morgan State and things of that nature. So would be interesting to see if that's just a service level we're seeing out there or what have you. Before we go into this break, I'd be remiss if I didn't acknowledge this is the 130th anniversary of the celebrating uh, Biddle College, now Johnson C. Smith, playing Livingston College in the first HBC game in 1892 on December 27th, um, where when you look at this matchup, just important Biddle 150 from uh, the leather helmets to the commitment now that we make, uh, I thought it'd be remiss if I didn't acknowledge the 130th anniversary. Um, and so that's fascinating uh, posting about it. You've seen a couple other folks posting about it as well. Um, shout out to Livingston as they uh, talked about it during the year, during their uh, game against Johnson C. Smith. They really played it up and celebrated that 130th anniversary that would be coming up uh, this year. And then uh, you got a little bit. We'll get into this NFL report. Uh, Durant showed off this weekend with the Rams in terms of what he got done. Uh, obviously, accolades to North Carolina Central uh, as um, defensive back Baker uh, is continuing to get up accolades uh, in terms of the AFCA All-American first team, uh, according to the MEAC uh, stats. You obviously have that uh, with Jackson State uh, Miller. Uh, named on that uh, All-American team. So you still get these accolades for players uh, that continue to do well and shine all this year. So fascinating to see what that looks like. Let's get into our first break. We'll come back on the other side. Want to get into some of this breaking news, if you would, uh, Ed Reed. And uh, obviously, as you heard some things trickling out, you got it straight from its uh, source from Bethune-Cookman uh, Twitter account talking about they basically have agreement in hand. So I want to talk about Ed Reed, the next wave, if you would, challenge from another NFL Hall of Famer uh, to come into the SWAC. This time it's going to be at a private school in Florida for Thorne Cookman. I don't think it would be better to discuss this with these two gentlemen, obviously, uh, with their connection with their alma mater, experiencing this in versus ways, and then obviously have the rivalry. So I want to get in that talk a little bit as we get back. Stick with this. We'll be right back after this break. This is Brian Fulford. A.D. Drew and I are co-hosts of the BCSN Sports Wrap. We talk about all things related to HBCU athletics. From the games, teams, coaches, and fan interest stories, we cover it all. You can find our shows on Facebook at BCSN Sports Wrap, YouTube at MyJBN Online, and everywhere you listen to podcasts like Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find the show on the Jericho Broadcast Network's app. Make sure to download. We look forward to you joining the conversation and being a part of the show. We are making the virtual HBCU experience available wherever you live through Stillman Online. We offer online degrees in business, criminal justice, psychology, and religion. Stillman also offers technology badges in cybersecurity and data analytics. You can participate in all student activities, fraternities and sororities, internships, graduation ceremonies, and much more. Apply for admission today at stillman.edu. Stillman College, where we prepare you for a different world. T. Madden & Associates is a sophisticated and experienced law firm located in your neighborhood. 
We're turning injury to cash. T. Madden and his associates obtained almost $2 million for my injury. They turned my injury to cash. Now, we can't guarantee how much your injury is worth, but we've recovered millions for our clients. Call T. Madden and Associates at 833-PAID-123. That's 833-PAID-123. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website, www.slowburnwaco.com. That's www.slowburnwaco.com. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they wanna love yeah. and who the ball, ball. So listen to Professor Yes Sir, yes, sir. and pay attention because he gon' teach a lesson. Yes. This is Dr. Bill inside the HBC Sports Lab with none other than the professors. We have Professor Charles Bishop, clinical professor A.B. Drew in the building. Uh, we had released about 458 Bethune-Cookman athletics from their Twitter account. I'm not sure if you can get any more official than that. I know you have some other folks that jumped out there releasing the story. Uh, but I'm going to go from the institution in itself, their Twitter account. <laughs> As they have said, Bethune-Cookman University Athletics has entered an agreement in principle with Pro Football Hall of Famer Ed Reed to be a 16-head football coach. More information will be, will be forthcoming. Hashtag let's go. Hashtag hell wildcats. Hashtag pray together. That's P-R-E-Y. Uh, although private school is uh, playing on the words pray, P-R-A-Y for those that are not familiar with the marketing components of Bethune-Cookman. Fascinating to hear this up. You know, obviously everybody thought they kind of had a downtime. Everybody's preparing to get in basketball, re-release some stuff last week to kind of wet your whistle, if you would, in terms of the major division, uh, both men's and women's, uh, looking to get back into some Division two, we're going to do that maybe a little bit later in the show, at least give you some rankings of some teams that are hot out there, such as Virginia Union, out of the CIAA on the men's side. Langston is what they're doing, NIA coming out of there. Uh, man, look at that. I like that. Great work there. Quick work in terms of what that looks like. So I'm going to start with you, Charles, first. Obviously, uh, I'm not sure anybody that has had more insight and experience direct you know, relationship in terms of filming, having discussions, literally going down to Coach Prime's house uh, as he was part of the Jackson State staff, uh, university leading the football program there. Uh, what are some things that you look at in terms of this announcement that seems to be coming forthcoming uh, with Hall of Famer Ed Reed? Obviously, Pretty close with Deion Sanders in different ways, both of them Florida boys, obviously playing at um, rival institutions. But people may not realize that they played together, Baltimore Ravens, for a very uh, short stint in terms of uh, uh, Coach Prime, Deion Sanders, when he was there. Reed obviously made his Hall of Fame career with multiple Super Bowl wins. 
in terms of what he's able to do there. Um, very heavy, heavy in the limelight, respected mm-hmm. in various communities across the board in terms of what he's had to do. Not necessarily somebody that has stayed in the limelight as much as Coach Prime, but somebody that certainly has a gravitas that is significant uh, in terms of people following. He also had a stint with the Texans. So, you know, we've heard some flirtations, us that has been in the business for sure, some other folks uh, in terms of some other HBCUs that approached him a year ago in terms of considering taking that job. Um, even as close maybe this year, some schools getting in that conversation. And early on that Bethune-Cookman was looking to make a huge flash. So I was wanting in this direction. But with all that being said, Charles, to get into it, you know, what are your thoughts? What is your gut feeling as somebody that has experienced this? Uh, my gut feeling in looking at this is uh, why not roll the dice with every uh, the, the, the similarities are incredibly striking. Uh, when you kind of take a look at this Bethune-Cookman football program, uh, story football tradition, proud football program, that quite honestly has been down lately. Uh, it, it, it bears resemblance to what Jackson State looked like uh, prior to 2020. Uh, it was a, a down program in need of some rejuvenation. It's going to be tremendously intriguing uh, to see what uh, Ed Reed is able to bring to this proud football program. Uh, but we know this about him. He, he has been involved in college athletics uh, down at the University of Miami. He has those relationships, being involved with that Under Armour uh, All-American game, uh, much like Coach Prime. Uh, we know his football acumen uh, from all accounts uh, has been off the chart uh, with regards to uh, preparation of the game, much like Coach Prime. So uh, I, I'm all for it. I mean, when you talk about rolling the dice, uh, this is one heck of a hire by Bethune Cook. I'll be frank with you before I go with that. Obviously, when we were making a move, you know, happy with Brother McDowell, obviously our connection with both of them went to Miami. You talk about that. But before we had decided on a name, one of the pe- players that I put out there because I had heard his interests, uh, and I told the former uh, athletic director to make a call to uh, Eric Reed at that time. Obviously, life moved on, um, so I won't get into what I've heard behind all that, but uh, great points you make there. Professor Drew, clinical Professor Drew, I want to come with you from a different perspective. Same framing on Ed Reed, but obviously coming from the rival institution, FAMU, um, that uh, – has won the last two uh, Florida classics uh, in terms of that robbery, turning the tide in a lot of ways after being on the wrong end of this. Um, obviously, people were feeling really good in terms of what family still are in terms of what family's done. You know, finishing two of the last uh, three seasons, if you would, at nine and two, uh, have a nine and three season in the mix, so three nine win seasons. FAMU is on the rise, a lot of rich talent in FAMU. But instead of a lot of this being connected in terms of being previous with the MEAC, now this brings in a flavor in the SWAC. As you've developed relationships, gotten to know much more of the history of the SWAC, I've seen it from the rivalry. Uh, and when I say rivalry, I'm just talking about in terms of pure competition with Jackson State and FAMU, not regarding withstanding any other longstanding rivalries. But in terms of being in contention uh, to win the Eastern Division. Uh, that game over the last few years has been 
meant quite a bit in terms of that matchup. So you look at the ascension, stabilizing the program there, and then all of a sudden now uh, a lot of eyeballs will go to the state of Florida, but you would think a lot of it would be on Bethune-Cookman University. What are your thoughts in the hire, and how does this resonate with the rivalry? Does this uh, kick it up a notch, or can't? is there such a thing in terms of what that looks like, uh, or was it already going to be pretty high with regardless of who's coaching the football program? Oh, that rivalry is going to be there no matter who's coaching either <laughs> one of these two institutions. You know, for, for Charles, it's, it's just like Jackson State and Alcorn. You know, it don't matter. Both teams could be oh in a million, but when those two play, the rivalry shall shall rule supreme. Now, it, it's it's interesting with this, you know, Bethune has always been Florida A&M's little brother, has always been in Florida A&M's shadow. For me, as a Florida A&M Rattler, this is the oh, first my. time that, you know, Bethune may have done something to get out of the Florida A&M shadow. And when I say in, in their shadow, you know, Florida A&M became a university before Bethune became a university. Bethune followed Florida A&M from the SIAC to the BIAC. Bethune followed Florida A&M from the BIAC to the SWAC. So these two institutions are tied at the hip, but they've always followed our, they've always followed our lead. This, this is the first time that they've kind of stepped off of that path and following what Florida A&M has done. What I find interesting about this is you've got an NBA athletic director and head coach in Reggie Theus yep. hires an NFL Hall of Famer in Ed Reed as his football coach. Now, you can say what you want to. There, there's some kind of tie in there, and the reason why the NBA player went with the NFL player. No problem with that. But what this is going to come down to is the hot recruiting bed in that Miami area, Miami, Fort Lauderdale, Fort Myers, Palm Beach, and the hot bed of just football talent. Period, and that's on all levels. Right now, Florida A&M has about 15 to 20% of its roster comes from that Miami area. But though only has about 10% of its roster that comes from that Miami area. Mm, mm. So mm. with Andrew being from Miami, having played for Miami, we have that, that shift of power with those three, four, five recruits that would have gone to Florida A&M now go up 95 to Bethune, and will that shift the power of the Florida Classic back to Bethune? Because I saw it for nine years, what happens when, I, when I've been on the wrong side of that uh, rivalry. So just yeah. wanted to throw that out there. I will say this for the Prairie folks out there. Uh, uh, you don't have to worry about A. Reed for the next two years. They fall to Bethune because they fall off the <laughs> just in time. <laughs> But you do pick up FAMU uh, in terms of that. If you go down this year and then FAMU comes to Texas next year, uh, <laughs> uh, Texas Southern maybe not so much <laughs> in terms of them getting FAMU on the schedule and Bethune Cookman. It should get interesting as the tide changes uh, in the East Division uh, for the SWAT. 
And it's going to be interesting what the MEAC folks think about this hire. They're like, man, we just got through with one. Now we got to deal with another one. Uh, but as far as they're concerned, Celebration Bowl, they like, bring them on. <laughs> I know. To, to the victor go to spoils. To the victor go to spoils. So MEAC has scoreboard. MEAC said, we don't need your stinking yeah. NFLers. <laughs> yeah. MEAC has scoreboard. Keep y'all yeah, Hall of Famers. We'll teach, you, we'll teach you how to just play some uh, football down these ways. With good old high school recruits. <laughs> gotta eat that swag has to eat that humble pie on that. So me that can score. Let y'all have all the fanfare until celebration bowl. <laughs> yeah. And then we'll That's stick true. our toe in there and see where we get at. With that being said, <laughs> love to have fun with the folks out there. Stick with me right back after this break and we'll get back into some conversation and see what the talk is out there. Stick with us, we'll be right back after this break. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Q-Time is our classic Atlanta soul food restaurant located in the historic West End. Q-Time Soul Food is a family business started by Fred and Christine Crenshaw. Come on in, relax, and sink your chops into our tantalizing, mouth-watering, distinctive soul food with a twist, the Q-Time way. 1120 Ralph David Abernathy Boulevard, or call your order in at 404-758-2881. Do you miss your mama's cooking? Then come on down to Q-Time, an Urban Passport member. The Cuvée Group is a Florida-based marketing and training consulting firm. We help businesses communicate to their target audience and engage them in conversation. We also help to expand their audiences, which will ultimately result in growth for those organizations. In addition to being a certified constant contact specialist, my colleagues and I are also certified in John Maxwell Leadership Principles. We use these proven principles to conduct workshops, training, and private coaching sessions for individuals and companies looking to take things to the next level. Contact us to schedule a free consultation. Issues today, don't delay, call Cuvay. Since 2002, Empowerment Resources, Inc., a nonprofit organization, has empowered more than 1,500 youth and adults in Duval and surrounding counties. Through its programs, Journey into Womanhood, Girls Mentoring, Life Skills for Teens, and Parenting Education Coaching. To get involved with programs, volunteer, or donate, visit www.empowermentresourcesinc.org. Follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash empowerment.resources and instagram.com forward slash empowermentjax. Are you hungry for authentic Caribbean food? Like jerk, chicken, oxtail, red snapper, shrimp, tofu, and rasta pasta? Well, find your way over to Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock. In downtown Atlanta. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, open daily from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. And on Friday and Saturday, we're open till 4 a.m. Come to Mango's and put some spice in your life. So we've got a good 
Mangos Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock in downtown Atlanta. For more info or directions, call 404-698-3992 or log on to mangoscaribbeanrestaurant.com. For instant coupons, text M-A-N-G-O-S to 313131. Mangos Caribbean Restaurant, authentic Caribbean cuisine. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they wanna love that and who the ball. So listen to Professor Yes Sir and pay attention because he gon' teach a lesson. This is Dr. Bill with Inside the HBC Sports Lab. I really wanted to get back into some levity. I was really excited to hear this news and would like to get you all's thoughts on this, and I'm sure it's gonna hit home. Um, like it did for me with you all, but still want to get your thoughts. There's going to be a postgraduate scholarship to be named in memory of the late Mr. Eric Moore. Uh, for those that, uh, for whatever reason, are not aware of Mr. Eric Moore, he, he uh, passed in October, October 30th to be exact. He was the principal architect of the Onidon, named after his mom, Ani, and his dad. Um, in terms of the website, better known as HBC Sports uh, uh, for the longest in terms of being able to Google on it, which he sold <laughs> uh, to Ken Rashad that owns the HBC Sports uh, website. Now they started off as Swipe Page Network, TSPN, uh, just to show you the connection there. But um, a lot of folks used to go to his board when we first started out. Many of us called him uh, um, in a very appreciative manner, if you would, uh, the grandfather, the social media context of HBC sports. But he was even recognized by many people long before that in terms of his sports information, um, depth of knowledge uh, from websites uh, to stats, covering it, traveling up and down the coast, uh, doing so many things, getting the platforms out there. The days when there used to be magazines, he would help. Uh, with those that were pushing the magazines and producing magazines in terms of information, Luke Williams, they became like tag team partners uh, for many years as I was just dabbing my toes in this HBC sports um, context, as I like to call now the sporting HBC dashboard. But I remember having the chance to ride home, going to my first uh, MEAC media day several years ago, I rode with him, counseled a flight that took me from Norfolk to Houston, rode with him to catch a, another flight coming out of uh, Raleigh so I could get back home. But I thought it would be the opportune opportunity to ride, someone to ride with him, and just to glean the knowledge, and I got this chance. So I say all that because just to pay homage, um, and what a better way than the CIAA uh, finding a way to get this done. Uh, Eric Moore Postgraduate Scholarship will award $10,000 to a college graduate who is interested in pursuing a post degree in communication, marketing, and media, and who will be entering their first year of graduate studies. The applicant must be seeking admission or have been accepted into a sports administration or program that will help the applicant obtain a career in intercollegiate athletics. Moore was inducted into the CIAA Hall of Fame in 2019. More known affectionately as the guru, 
was a media pioneer and a preeminent figure in the league's online presence and setting the conference's standards for in-game statistics. Moore served as a resource guide and mentor to many sports information directors within the CIAA and across the NCAA. He was also the executive director of Black College Sports Information Directors Association, the uh, SADA, a role he had held since 2001. Quote, for the past three decades, there has not been a person that has loomed larger and had a greater impact on the CIAA media than Mr. Moore, in quote, said Tanya Walker, Senior Associate Commissioner for Strategic Marketing External Operations in the CIAA. Quote, it is only right to honor Mr. Moore with a scholarship that will allow him to have a positive imprint on further generations and contributors to the CIAA HBCU Athletics, end quote. In addition to the postgraduate scholarship being named Moore's honor, the CIAA will be dedicating the 2023 CIAA men's and women's basketball tournament fresh room after Moore as well. Applicants are now being accepted for the scholarship. The application and requirements for the 2023 award are available online at the CIAA.com, that's T-H-E-C-I-A-A.com, or by um, clicking uh, the website so you can get to the application directly. It must be submitted by February 15, 2023. Uh, kudos to the CIAA and all involved for making this happen. Extremely noteworthy and prominent. Make sure we discuss it right here for many of us that have shared. Obviously, he was part of the organizing platform that we talk about, HBC Pro Sports Media, um, in terms of the foundation of getting that going. He was heavily involved with doing that. So um, just wanted to acknowledge that. Charles, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, uh, when you take a look at uh, the impact of, of, of Mr. Moore, uh, so many of us have a platform because of his work. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, when I was in Jackson, the last time I was in Jackson, I found some old faxes in my room that uh, unknowingly I had faxed to uh, Eric Moore in terms of getting uh, stat information out as I used to volunteer in Jackson State Sports Information Department. Uh, you know, his impact is is just is unbelievable uh, when you take a look at uh, what he's done with regards to HBCU media. Uh, I, I had a tremendous honor to, you know, have dinner with you guys at the, at the first Celebration Bowl. Uh, and it was uh, just knowing that I was in the presence of greatness uh, in terms of all that he's done because he was always that that first source uh, when you were hunting for any and all stats beyond just what was going on in the swag. Uh, it was Eric Moore that you turned to. So you're always appreciative uh, for all the work that he did to build up this platform. Before I saw this, you know, just the other day, I was having a chance and I was going through my pictures to try to look up some other stuff. And I came across the picture with uh, myself and Eric Moore that I was looking for during the time of when he uh, passed. Uh, but it was appropriate that I saw it now and then I get to do it in the most joyous occasion. With that being said, A.D. Drew, I'd be remiss if I didn't give you a chance to give your thoughts on this as well. You know, uh, you guys know, but a lot of people don't know, you know, I've had the pleasure of doing the last two BX Swack challenges and the last three celebrations bowls as the uh, official statistician, mm -hmm. uh, one of the official statisticians. And I really take pause when I think about it and think about what Eric Moore did just in that portion of it, the portion that 
people don't see what people expect. <laughs> yeah, because think about what we did before you had these computerized statistics. Mm. And before you could follow stats online. But Eric Moore was one of those pioneers in pushing out this technology to the CIAA and to HBCUs and to transition them from paper stats to the various computer programs that we are using right now. And when, when I'm sitting there, there and I'm thinking about it before we switch to the new system, the old system that we used when I first started doing stats uh, about six, seven years ago, probably longer than that, probably about over a decade ago, that was the system that Eric Moore had pushed out. I did not know that at that time. This is something that I found out later on uh, through it and reading inf information from. I only had a chance to meet Eric one time. Uh, I wish I would have had the opportunity to meet him more. And when I say one time, one time in person, talked to him many times on the phone and on Zoom calls. But just in that field, which I've had the pleasure of doing some big games and just some, just some local games, just the fact that this is something that he pushed for starting back in the 90s and into the 2000s, pushing out this, this statistical uh, digital uh, platform so that not only the coaches can have this information readily available, but the fans could have this information readily available. And because of that, it's actually allowed me to be employed in doing something that I actually enjoy doing, being an official scorer. Great comments by both of you all. Um, Want to get into uh, the fundraiser, so I'm going to give you a little more information on that before we close out of there. On a more mo exciting note as well, accolades in terms of that, is Southern's baseball greats. Coach Cordor, Cador, excuse me, and Ricky Weeks uh, are going into the College Baseball Hall of Fame. It just That's the Black College so Baseball Hall of Fame, Dr. Kavir? No, this is the, the college. Baseball. Oh, I just wanted to make sure everybody heard that part right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> In terms of uh, in Omaha, Nebraska, February 2nd through the 3rd, uh, Roger Kador and Ricky Weeks were the part of a dominant era of Southern baseball that resulted in multiple, multiple SPAC championships and individual honors. <laughs> that, uh, too far, too many. I've seen them live in terms of that game they played Prairie View where Ricky Weeks just went berserk. I mean, it was just amazing to see. And it's really fitting that they get to go in together. Just recently, Ricky Weeks was in, uh, inducted into the SWAC Hall of Fame. Got to congratulate him down there in Atlanta uh, during that great celebration. But now the accolades just keep coming. Cato led the Jaguars to 14 conference titles and a pair of black national championships over 32 seasons. Weeks, during his time at Southern, became the first and only HBC baseball player to date to win the Golden Spikes Award which for those uh, are not aware of is equivalent to the Heisman. Uh, a lot of people would say in terms of college football um, uh, are um, those basketball honors when you talk about the Naismith. Uh, the two will be inducted in the College Baseball Hall of Fame during the, uh, together during a ceremony, as I said, February 2nd to 3rd in Omaha, Nebraska. I might have to find myself up there. I've uh, been looking uh, – to get up that way uh, for the baseball uh, tournament. Maybe I can get up there then and come back and take uh, Deuce 
uh, to the College World Series. It's a special moment for me, and I know it is for Ricky, uh, end quote, Kadar told the advocate, but what makes it really special is he and I going in simultaneously, no doubt about it. I don't know many coaches who can say that, end quote. While at Southern, Kadar compiled 913 wins, 597 losses at one time, record building one of the most successful HB programs in the nation. The Jaguars made 11 NCAA tournament appearances, including becoming the first black college team to win in an NCAA regional, 13-time SWAC Coach of the Year, produced 10 All-Americans and 62 drafted players. Weeks who did not receive many Division I offers out of high school, coming out of Florida, but together two of the most outstanding seasons by any player in NCAA history. The second baseman led the nation in hitting, both 2002, 495 batting average, and 2003, uh, 479 for Roger Cato's Southern squad. In his final season in 2003, Weeks hit 16 home runs and drove in 66 RBIs while averaging a 1.6 run run per game. The year before, he scored 63 runs, hit a Southern record 20 home runs, and drove in 96. He notched Southwestern Athletic Conference Player of the Year and consensus All-American honors in each of his last two campaigns, including being named the College Player of the Year, the first by HBC player in the history of, of the honor. Weeks went on to be drafted number two overall in 2003 by the Milwaukee Brewers and played 11 seasons in Major League Baseball. Ah, uh, that was pretty honest to be able to read that. We'll get into our next break and come back on the other side and give a little basketball talk. We'll give you some of these teams that are playing some good stuff and give you some top rankings. Uh, get ready for some matchups. You get in next week, SWAC start play, conference play starts, gets in, uh, started next week. You have a quadri of games that played in that Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, Monday format. Then the following week, you get into some MIAC. Division one, obviously the SIAC CIAA has been playing. Um, and so that will continue. And we can give you some rundown on that. Stickers will be right back after this last break. The human voice has always connected audiences with experiences. Major brands all across America have trusted Kevers voice time and time again. Conversational powerhouse, intelligent and sincere. That's the voice you need for your creative marketing process. K-E-A-V-E-R-S-V-O-I-C-E dot com. Kevers Voice, Kevers Voice, Kevers Voice dot com. Always on, all the time. Shop Melvin Online Women's Boutique to spice up your closet with trendy, unique looks. We have fashionable and chic looks at very affordable prices. Melvin Boutique offers free shipping all year long on all orders. Shop online at www.melvetboutique.com. That's www.melvetboutique.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. Shop Melvin Online Women's Boutique. novice to aficionado find yourself here high quality cigars plus 
personal customer service. Slow Burn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge, featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website, www.slowburnwaco.com. That's www.slowburnwaco.com. That's the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they're going to tell you if your team, if they want to love that and who the ball. So listen to Professor Yes Sir yes, and pay attention because he's going to teach a lesson. This is Dr. Bill inside HBC Sports Lab as we get into that fourth quarter. Put your four up to get you out of here with the great show. Wanted to make sure you're aware of a promotion that we're doing, a fundraiser, if you would, for my JBN, uh, Jericho Broadcast Networks, to be specific. The future of urban media, as you know, we always say around these parts. You can go to the website, uh, www myjbn.com backslash grow. Again, that's myjbn.com backslash grow for a network fundraiser for 2023. Uh, we would like you to support us as we continue to grow. Uh, download myjbn, uh, myBCSN, that's myjbn1 and myBCS1 on Facebook, uh, Twitter and IG, uh, myjbn online on YouTube. Make sure that you're liking, subscribing, all those, and most importantly, get the app, MyJBM, MyBCSN. If you go to there, you'll get more information on how you can support us uh, as we continue to move forward. It's extremely important that we get your support as we continue to build uh, the legacy uh, that we believe that you want to have in terms of supporting us uh, to getting just the media talk out here for HBCU sports, the culture, uh, the HBCU sporting diaspora, as I like to say, and to getting you more information, more opportunity to broadcast these games so you can see the games yourself that you love to see, as well as making sure you get the updates from all the shows um, that I'll close at the end and give you an update on all those that you know to continue to like. With that being said, let's jump in here and give some updates on the top five of the major division, gave this to you last week, so no changes here. But for the, those that were getting ready for Christmas and getting get this information, just kind of want to put it on top of your mind as things are starting to get in heavy as we get into conference play. Love this. Let's get into the top five for the women. Uh, when you look at the women division, uh, just outside receiving votes is North Carolina Central Eagles as they continue to play some good basketball five and uh, four on the season, if you would, 62 points, just out on the top five. Uh, they played much better this year as they've done in the past, so it'll be interesting to see uh, will the um, Eagles, North Carolina Central on the women's side, take the next step. Let's get into number five. Number five is Tennessee State Tigers. You'll see that they're doing it both on the men's and women's side. Uh, credit to the Lady Tigers. Did really well last year, particularly start things off uh, as they made the run for the tournament in the OVC. Back at it again, eight and five on the season. Uh, 70 points as they continue to do. At number four, uh, you have none other than Jackson State Tigers. Obviously, the record, two and seven, played a tough record, but you see what they did last year. Have a lot of players coming back, added some pieces, so we believe they're going to go on the run. They do have one vote for folks that think uh, that they will get it done. Bringing us to number three, as we get into 
North Carolina A&T State Aggies sitting at six and five on the season, 83 points. So two of the top five programs are outside of the swag of MEAC, bringing us to number two. Let's see where we're going here. At number two, you have Morgan State Bears coming out of the MEAC, seven and five on the season, two first place votes, 101 points. At number two, playing some really good basketball, made a run. Last year, it looks like they're going to be competing for a championship this year. But at number one is Norfolk State. Uh, as the Spartans mm. get it done, 10 and 3, uh, robust season, several Division One wins, and they're rolling. And this is a program that got their first championship a couple of years ago, and now since then have really been rolling. And they're doing it on both sides. Norfolk State is the basketball capital, uh, at least at the major division level, for uh, uh, yeah. HBCU basketball. Let's get into the men's side, and you'll be able to say why I say that. I guess Nashville may say, hey, Look at us as well. Uh, we certainly will say some kudos for them. North Carolina A&T outside of the top five. Got that big win over Texas Southern in the Chris Paul uh, uh, tournament there, if you would. Uh, fascinating to see that. And Cotton State Eagles uh, playing some good basketball with some three Division One wins early on. They've always played solid non-conference, but get stuck in the conference play. It'll be interesting this year to see on the men's side, can they get over that up and make a real push uh, to the top with North Carolina Central and Norfolk State. Let's get in the top five here and see who's in the mix. North Carolina Central, those Eagles sitting at six and seven. Coach Mouton, remember him? They kind of been down the last two years. So it'll be interesting to see can they get that force of motion back as they play some really good basketball. Uh, bringing us to number four, Howard Bison, seven and eight in terms of what they're getting done playing some good basketball. Three Division One wins, rolling as the latest. They've stacked up those wins over uh, the week just before Christmas. Uh, continue to see if they can turn and make that turn and really push the upper side of the MEAC in terms of their play. Bringing us to number three. We get into number three with Grandma State Titans sitting at six and five. Mm. Uh, one first place vote. You've heard a lot from Grambling in terms of some of those early wins. They've had a couple of more since then. It'll be interesting to see. Most of the time when you talk about the SWAC, you're talking about Prairie View, Texas Southern. Grambling says not so fast. They do have a regular season championship over the last decade. People forget about to let you know that they have some building blocks. Very talented team there. Always a tough place to play. Um, and they got the big win in that Chris Paul Challenge last year when they just pounded Morgan State. Uh, looks like they're going to be real basketball in the hunt this year. Bringing us to number two. Uh, when you talk about what's going on there, it's Tennessee State. This is where I'll tell you a little bit about the men's side getting it together. You saw what women have done there at eight and five. They're saying that we play some basketball here. Four first place votes, 103 points. I would really love to see a basketball game between Tennessee State, North Carolina Central, home and home, honoring John McClendon, the basketball savant, and so a legendary coach uh, for both programs there. Be interesting to see what that matchup would look like with both of those teams playing some good basketball. At number one, no, none other than Norfolk State Spartans, nine and five, six personal eight vote. They are keen, if you would, on the Chris Paul uh, challenge, if you would, there. They went 2 0 last year, come back this year, and guess what? They go 2 0 again, uh, defeating uh, Hampton, uh, their rival there, where they go halfway across the country and go to uh, Las Vegas. I was there on Sunday, so I got to see the matchup where they defeat uh, the Aggies on Sunday. All the games were really uh, well played, close games, but shout out to Norfolk State 
as they get it done in the classic, as well as getting a lot of those wins. Fascinating what you see going on there. Um, also wanted to give a shout out to Langston out of the NIA. Uh, they are ranked in the top of the polls on the men's side, if you would, in terms of being at number 11 uh, in those rankings, getting it done there. Uh, Langston jumped up as high as number seven, previous 15th, the last poll rankings, 11 and 0 at that time. They jumped up to 13 and 0. I think they may have just taken a loss recently before that, Christmas. That, that was exhibition. Exhibition game, so it doesn't yes. count the legend. Just getting it done. So they're rolling. As you see, top 10 program. Be interesting. Keep your eyes on what they get done there in a lot of ways. In terms of the women, you got to go outside of the top 25. Some teams getting some love. Xavier uh, would be uh, outside of the top 25, as well as Russ on the women's side and Philander Smith mm. in terms of some teams to keep your eyes on uh, outside of the top 25, but they're playing some pretty good uh, basketball on that side. When you talk about it for Division Two, uh, in regards to the men, and you go back, I told you a little bit of Virginia Union sitting at 10-2 and two as the last four rankings. They were number 19 in the country, playing some good basketball. CIAA looks like they're getting to act together in terms of getting back to their perennial status because at number 25, you got Claflin out of CIAA sitting at 9-1. and one. Uh, Some good basketball being played in that conference with some Salem State. We've seen what they've done a little bit. Uh, in terms of that, to give you just some names of those outside of the top 25, looking at to it. SIC, look for Clark Atlanta. They're playing some pretty good basketball on the men's side. And then when you look at the women uh, in terms of, of those rankings, it'll be fascinating to see how things go there in terms of those top 25 programs, um, getting it done there. Uh, as we get into it, as we get to close, whatever direction you want to go on all those rankings, major, mid-major, Charles, uh, what are your thoughts in terms as we turn the clock and get into some basketball as the balls will hit the hardwood, if you would, uh, opening up this new year? What are your thoughts? Yeah, real quick, because I know we're up against it, but I always pay attention to those teams uh, that are not upside down coming out of uh, non-conference play. Uh, Norfolk State, like you mentioned, they are the basketball capital of HBC basketball, both men's and women's team, both tremendously strong. What also catches my eye is normally uh, the offense, defense, sort of the, the margin uh, of victory, if you will, or, or, or the margin between the offense and defense. Norfolk State, a positive nine, nine and a half in regards to that. Grambling on the swag side. Uh, you know, we normally look to Texas, Texas Southern Prairie View, as, as dominating on the uh, men's side as far as basketball. But Grambling, I think, will be right there in the mix. Uh, when we jump off first week of uh, January, we get right into it with Texas Southern and Southern, Southern visiting Texas Southern. So you get right into the thick of things from the jump. And on the women's side and the swag, uh, it's going to be real interesting to see Southern try to get back into the mix and fight it out, not only with Jackson State, but UAPB. I think they will be right there in the mix on the swag on the side. So looking forward to it, especially when we get to the first week of January. Yeah, it's good stuff. Let me go to you, A.D. Drew. Give me some updates on the mid-major. I know you spend a lot of your time covering them. What direction that you want to talk about in terms of uh, basketball, men's or women's? Uh, you mentioned Langston on the man's side being a perfect 13-0, Dr. Kavir. There's only one other HBCU that's undefeated right now, and that would be Tougaloo, uh, undefeated with the Bulldogs sitting at 10-0 on the man's side. The only other NAIA with double-digit victories would be Philander Smith. Uh, 
sitting with a 10-1 record. On the women's side, your top winners in the NAIA. Langston has the most wins at the 10-3 record. Philander Smith sits at 9-3, so does Florida Memorial. And sitting both at 9-4 at are Wiley and Steelman. Flip it over to the to the Division Two. I'm hearing some feedback from somewhere. So, uh, your double digit winners on the band side: Lamont Owen, eleven and three; Virginia Union, ten and two; Winston Salem State sitting also at ten and two. And on the women's side, your top. Winner out there is the Golden Tigers of Tuskegee with a nine and three record. No one has double digits yet. Got Savannah State sitting at eight and two. Lane sitting at eight and two. West Virginia State at eight and two. Claflin at eight and three. Those are your top winners in the big major divisions at this point in time, Dr. Cavill and Charles. Appreciate those reports on the men's and women's basketball major division, mid major division. I see the folks giving some great comments in the take. Appreciate y'all. Uh, y'all having some good ones in there, the discussion about Coach Eric Reed, your thoughts on that and, and uh, how we move forward. Or Regis Theus, is he going to do a good job with y'all athletic department? Uh, well, some people are going to be happy about that hire if he's able to make sure that he gets it all done as the reports come out. Uh, but it all remains to be seen. I wonder uh, how it's going to work in the field to see what it looks like. Go ahead. Go. I was saying. I was saying. I wonder how the formula uh, works at a private school versus a public school. We've got. We've got another uh, dissertation paper that we're going to have to uh, <laughs> have to do in a few years to see how the how the prime effect works at a private school and the read effect works at a excuse me the prime effect works at a public school and the read effect read at effect a, at a private private school. school. That's going to be interesting analysis. No doubt about it, and I certainly would be doing my presentations to <laughs> find out who we get to do some of those dissertation Charles. reports. Good way to put that in terms of, <laughs> as we say it in the lab. Yeah, I, you know, I wouldn't put it. I got a lot of data. <laughs> <laughs> you got that half of it. I got a lot of data. With see, see, said, see the thing is, your, that that data is going to be quoted in the other article, in the other half of the uh, study, Charles. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Inside the HBC Sports Lab. Make sure you share our podcast with your friends and colleagues. I am Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, the Dean of HBC Sports, coming from inside the lab in the College of HBC Sports with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop, and A.D. Drew. Mike Washington is out on assignment, or at least that's what he tells us. We'll find out, uh, see if we can get him back in here on Thursday. If not, we'll, we'll keep the eye looking for him, uh, make sure he turns in his paperwork as Drew appropriately said. Follow me, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. That's D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L. That's D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L. Continue to stay with us. We'll be back on Thursday to give you some more updates on the HBCU news. You know you want to check it here. It is ever-changing. It is the gift that keeps on giving, especially if you love HBCU sports. Dream big. Continue moving forward. We will talk with you soon. Charles? Horse. Drew. Lecture. Dismissed.